The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. aspect that we did not share in what my wife just ministered along the lines of, but this is, I believe, is very, very important. If you go with me to the book of Genesis chapter one, and this is, you could call this part three of the God of miracles. Chapter 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then I'm just going to jump. You can mark this, underline this, because I want you to grab something here today, just from the first chapter. Verse 3, and God said, verse 6, and God said. Now, interesting that he said, and then he called it. So he spoke a lot, but when he said it, he spoke it into existence, and then he named it. So verse 3, God said. Verse 6, God said. Verse 9, God said. Verse 11, God said. Verse 14, God said. And verse 20, God said. Verse 22, and then he blessed them, saying, be fruitful, multiply. Verse 24, and God said. Verse 26, and God said. And verse 28, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And verse 29, and God said. So when you just look at that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times he said, <clears throat> and then he still went on to bless and call things. So you learn that the God of miracles speaks. For you to see miracles, you have to open your mouth and speak. There's a lot of miracles, but they're locked up on the inside of people. And those miracles have never been released because they never spoke. I know this sounds a natural thing when the couple want to have children. Of course, they talk about the baby and they plan for the baby and of course they do a lot of practicing to cause what needs to happen for the baby to come about, you know, and people wait a year or two and they try and they're going to have a child and then suddenly she's pregnant, okay? Some people have gone through two, three, four, five years of believing God, you know, and speaking the word, and then suddenly the baby comes. So now they don't know what the baby, the baby is. Of course, back in the, when Kirsten, Kelly, and Kenneth were born, we didn't know any reveals. <laughs> the big reveal was the day when the baby's born, I'm standing there, and I'm the first one to have the reveal. 
because I see the baby coming out. Oh, it's a girl. Oh, it's a girl, it's a boy, okay. So that was the big reveal back in our days. And of course, you know, we prayed, you felt in your spirit what you were gonna have, the Lord would speak to you, but today everybody's got these colors that they release and balloons and how many have seen some of the fails? I mean, they got some terrible fails where people should just announce the baby rather than do the stuff they have done in order to reveal what gender it was. But so now the baby's born, now you, you were speaking along the lines, the baby's gonna come, we're gonna have a child, then there's a manifestation of the baby, and now you name the baby, you call the baby. Are you with me? Amen. So in the natural, that's how things work. God said, let there be. He spoke it into existence. Somebody said, you mean God wants me to begin to speak things into existence? Yes, concerning your life, concerning what he's dropping into your spirit. Who else is going to speak it into existence if you don't speak it into existence? You think your next door neighbor is going to speak it into existence for you? Hello? In actual fact, a lot of people will talk doubt and unbelief over your life. What is the thing that you believe in the Lord for? Then you start to speak in that direction. Somebody said, this sounds like, you know, something that we should be doing. Okay, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm not even going to talk about the people out there that want to attack us because we believe what the Word of God says. Let me just read from Joshua chapter 1. He says here, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So that means the Word must be in your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night. Meditate means to, to repeat to yourself, to mutter to yourself, to speak over and over. So when the word's on the inside of you, you speak it over and over. The word becomes one with you and you become one with the word. Are you with me? And you speak it out. He says here, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written, for then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth. That means you're not gonna speak what's contrary to the word of God. Because as you're speaking faith, faith is what's gonna cause that thing that you believe in the Lord for to be made manifest in front of your eyes. So you're speaking the word over your own life. As a, as a man, you have to speak it over your life. When you're married, you speak it over your wife's life, your children, you speak it over your children, your grandchildren. Can you say amen? Find the scripture and you see that happening many times when people get up here with the testimony, they say, let me quote you the scripture that I've been standing on. How many appreciate that people have been doing that? So you see that the thing just didn't happen. They actually had a scripture they were standing upon. Find the scriptures covering all the things that you believe in God for and then speak that over your life. 
Somebody said, well, I'm believing the Lord for an aircraft. So there's no, there's no scripture says aircraft. They said, yes, delight yourself with the Lord. He'll cause you to ride upon the high place of the earth. What is that? Are you, are you with me? On eagle's wings, you'll soar. So there, there are certain things that you can begin to speak the word of the Lord over your life. Amen. Somebody said, well, we don't ride horses anymore. But no, there's, there's so many horses in your engine. When they tell you how many horsepower, 400 horsepower, there's horses there. So you can speak that over your, over your life. So your words carry that power that releases that miracle. Say this off to me, my words carry the power that releases that miracle. This is important that you grab a hold of this here today. And I know many of you are already doing it, but I'm just encouraging you along those lines to keep doing it. Go to Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So when it speaks along those lines, it's talking about something that's tangible. Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Somebody said, I don't understand why everything I touch dies. I don't understand why there's always failure and doom and gloom around me. Well, check out what's coming out of your mouth. You have to shut your mouth and put, fill yourself up with the word of God and begin to speak the word of God over your life. I was talking to a minister yesterday. He was telling me how, how bad things have been going for his ministry. And I said, you know, when I spoke to you four years ago, I told you you were missing a few things. He said, refresh my memory. I said, my friend, you're missing a couple of details. Four years ago, I told you you were running your mouth on the phone to me. And I told you, you were missing a few details and now you want me to refresh your memory. I said, just listen to what's coming out of your mouth. It wasn't what he wanted to hear. I said, I mean, you want me to help you, don't you? Yes, I want you to help me, please. I said, then shut your trap. Shut your pie hole. I said, I've never heard so much negativity coming out of a minister's mouth concerning your own ministry. We well, say it's not always negative. God blesses me in this, that, and the other thing. I said, well, change the way you're speaking concerning the place where you are living. And if you can't do that, then leave the place where you are living. Move and stop whining because you were whining four years ago and you're still whining now. Don't call me. And they want to tell me how old they are. I said, what's that got to do with the price of eggs? How old you are? Well, the town that we're living in, what's that got to do? The town where you're living, what's that? That's got nothing to do with it, my friend. It's your mouth. 
You're hung by your own tongue. Your tongue is hanging you on the gallows of life. Shut up in your face. Then immediately try to change it into something positive or whatever. So it's too late. It's too late now. I said the phone calls are already ruined. Now it wasn't about me, it was about him. I'm trying to help him, but I'm trying to snap him out of what held him back four years ago. It's still holding him back. And you know what? Without divine intervention, without the guy coming to his senses, four years from now he'd be talking the same thing. Because the problem is always with everybody else except you. Hello. And then everybody else is to blame for you not being further down the line than you should be. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Amen. And then I love the next verse says, Who, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Amen. So if you're single, yeah, you have to find the wife. You have to find her. Amen. I thank God for my wife that I found a good thing. Amen. In, in Afrikaans, a leopardum. Amen. <laughs> I found a leopardum. <laughs> All right. Now go with me to the book of Matthew, if you would please. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. And I want to look at verse 18. He says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So, what are you doing? You're getting in agreement with God's word. Somebody said, well, there's nobody else to agree with me. Then that's fine. Then you should be ahead of the curve. It's just you and God agreeing. Are you with me? If you're married, then you have to get your wife in agreement with you. But, I mean, that shouldn't be hard. You already got her to agree to marry you. Amen. So you have to use the same charm that you used when you got her to say, yes, I'll marry you. You have to get her to come into agreement with you over the thing that you believe in the Lord for. Then two speak the exact same thing. Can you say amen? It's interesting that he calls this the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom, binding and loosing. There's certain things you need to bind. And then certain things you need to loose. Amen. You bind the enemy and you loose the angels working on your behalf to cause it to come to pass. There's no devil that can stop you from succeeding. There's no devil that can stop you from increasing and multiplying especially when you take his word and you begin to speak his word and that word lives on the inside of you and you live on the inside of it 
That's where the fatness is produced. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. How many needed to hear this today? Which you should have already been working on this coming through Thanksgiving because you should have been thankful for a lot of what the Lord's been doing. But some people through Thanksgiving, they're not thankful, they, they're grumpy. Amazing what Thanksgiving will do to some people. Now go with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10 and verse 8. He says, but what say that the word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So everything we get from God is really done by the word of our mouth and by believing in our heart. That's how we get saved. That's how we get healed. That's how we get the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's how we see the blessing of the Lord come upon our life. You first believe it in your heart and then you say it with your mouth. That's why you gotta take the word that covers the thing that you believe in God for, put it in your heart, stand upon the word of God and then let your mouth speak in line with the word and your whole life will move in that direction. It's not gonna happen overnight. It won't happen in a week or two, but I promise you over the months and the years, you'll start to see you moving in the right direction. You're moving towards what the Lord has for you. Can you say amen? Because your tongue is the rudder of your life. Go with me now to the book of James, chapter 3. James, chapter 3. And let's look at verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Behold, also ships, which though they be so great, are driven of a fierce wind, yet they're turned about with a very small helm whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, boasteth of great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. In other words, your tongue can either cause blessing or cause trouble. How many have ever in the past have opened your mouth, said something you shouldn't have said, and it caused you problems? Wave your hand at me. How many have learned over the years to just be quiet. Amen. I heard the story of the man that went, I mean the woman that went to go see a doctor to please help because her husband had a very bad temper and he would argue all the time and they would get into fight after fight. And so he said, to the lady, well, here's what you do. The, when you see your husband starting to get into a rage and start to say things, she, he said, take a big drink of water and hold it in your mouth and swish the water around in your mouth and just keep doing that and just keep it and you'll see your husband will calm down and there'll be peace in the house, there won't be a problem. And so several weeks went by and she came back to see the doctor and the doctor said, 
How's it going? She said, you can't believe it. She said, I did everything you told me to do. I took a big gulp of water. I switched around my mouth and my husband calmed down and, and, and this water is amazing. And the doctor said, no, it's not the water. What happened was when you switched around your mouth, you couldn't open your mouth to say one thing and that's what stopped your husband and you from fighting. Just take a big gulp of water and just switch around your mouth and there won't be any fights going on in the house. Anyway, okay, I thought you'd find that amusing. Somebody said, man, I just got the answer to what the problem would be. Just, you know, if there's a problem, just grab some water, fill your mouth with the water and just, you won't say one word and you'll see there'll be peace in the house. There won't be any arguments going on. Amen. How many are glad that I gave you a key right there? <laughs> I want to say this to some of the ladies here. Try it this week and see how it works. And if your husband can't get an answer from you because you're... And just say, water. All right. All right, so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. Behold how great a matter, a little fire kindled. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. It defileth our whole body, set it on fire, the course of nature, and set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast of, and bird and of serpent of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed in mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So obviously what changes that is the word of God that causes your tongue to speak in line with the word of God. Therefore, therewith bless we God and even the Father and therewith we curse man which are made off the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. Brethren, these things ought not to be. Does a fountain send forth at the same time sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? So what he's saying here, there's that mixture a lot of people don't see miracles because there's a mixture going on. On the one side, they'll get around believers, they'll say the right thing, but the moment they get away from believers or people that could hold you accountable, your mouth just runs and you say all of the stuff that you shouldn't be saying. Are you with me? The only person that's going to be able to help you at that juncture is you. Hello? Where you actually, in actual fact, have to stop yourself mid-sentence. Mid-sentence. You open your mouth and you hit it and then just stop. And people say, what? And you say, no, I'm not going to finish that because it wasn't, it's not in line with the word. Come on, I'm, I know this is not as popular subject here today, but this is very, very important. Because your miracle was on its way and then you shot it with your mouth. You, you started to undo what God was actually doing. When, when you speak the word of the Lord, angels are working on your behalf. When you speak the lies of the devil, angels stand back, fold their wings, they can't do anything. And all the demons start working on your behalf. Who do you want working on your behalf this week? Hello? 
Well, it's getting a little quiet here, is it? There's a miracle on the inside of every single person here. But it's being stopped because of your mouth. And you can come to church, carry a Bible big enough to choke a moose, sit there and shout amen. But on the way home, if there was a fly on the window of your car, what would the fly tell everybody that you were saying? Your tongue is a rudder. When I saw my wife, I immediately knew I'm going to marry that girl. Now, I didn't go tell her that. I told some other people. And my tongue took me in the direction. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And I had people that were negative, wanted to talk me out of it, and I just ignored them. No, I heard from God. Amen. Now, Go, go back with me, if you would, please, to the book of Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. And we'll go to verse 17. He said, Yeah, as it is written, I made your father many nations before him, whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things would be not as though they were. So God does this all the time. He calls those things which be not as though they are. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Abraham had to go back to the word that God said so will your seed be to begin to speak that concerning his life because in the natural he was too old and she was too old. But the Bible says that being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. What happens when you start to consider, you stagger. There are too many people staggering at the promises of God. The promises of God are yea and amen. God doesn't want you to stagger at his promises. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded, fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. 
fully persuaded. Once you hear the word of the Lord, as God says, so will your seed be. Once you hear the word of the Lord. So somebody said, but pastor, okay. So some of the things, the scriptures that I'm believing God for, I, I can't really get the direction on because it means going to a city or going to a nation or going to do that. But here's the bottom line. When you fill yourself up with the word of the Lord, you can begin to trust your heart and you begin to trust the same way God begins to speak to you concerning certain things. You can trust that when the Lord says, I want you to go to that city. I want you to go over here, go do this, say that. It's the same thing. God speaks to your spirit. You don't need a scripture for that. The, the word on the inside of you that you built this platform of the word begins to work and push things together and it, 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 it meshes together and you feel, you feel you have the same witness of heaven when you got saved. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I must go over there. I need to do this. I need to go tell the people this. It's, it's all part of what God has ordained for your life. Are you with me? So you're not moving away from it. You're staying right in flow. You're staying right in line with what the Lord has for you. Build that. Do it now. I want the thing done by camp meeting. I mean, you just begin to speak it out. Everybody says you can't build that building. We're going to do it in five and a half months and we're going to pay cash for it. Impossible. You can't do it. No, that's what I hear in my spirit. We're going to build that building. We, we dug a ditch how many years ago? We dug a ditch and God will build it. Look what he has done. Look at the pavilion. Look at the sanctuary. And the same thing goes for the new pavilion that is coming. It'll all be done and paid cash for. Can you say amen? Even though, you know, it's taken a little longer than I would have liked. But nonetheless, it shall be done. Can you say amen? So I love this where it says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. You have to be fully persuaded. Let me ask you a question. Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded about the thing you believe in the Lord for? That could be another thing. Another reason why you're not seeing, because you're not fully persuaded. God doesn't lie. What he promised you will come to pass. <laughs> Looking back over the years, I see the things that I've been talking for 20 years with no proof in the natural, in actual fact, for the same reason my wife didn't want to jump up and down and act like 
how would you react if the thing you were believing God for was supernaturally meant? She didn't want to make an exhibition of herself. The same way I actually stopped talking about it because I didn't want people to think I'm crazy. Are you with me? Because you talk along those lines. This is what's going to happen. We believe in God for another great spiritual awakening. We're going to see America shaken by the hand of God. You know, you speak these things. In the natural, it looks impossible. In the natural, people say that will never happen. It's not going to happen. But I can't shake loose of it. In the natural, many people, everything's based on what's happening in Washington, D.C. As if God cares about what happens in Washington, D.C. The last time I checked, God was around long before D.C. even was there. These things have nothing to do with the economy, with the situation in the world today, with geopolitics. It's got, it's got nothing to do with it. It's his words. Amen. It's his words. Circumstances out there in the world do not change his word one little bit. That's why I meet so many ministers. They're confused. Confused. Every time, you know, you end the year, you go into New Year, what's God saying? I said the same thing he said two years ago. The same thing he said five years ago. You know, what's the Lord saying now as we go into this next season? I said, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Do you have some kind of a calendar that tells me we're going into another season here? What are you talking about? Maybe you're going through another season, but God's word doesn't change. You can put your whole life on it. You can, you can, you can, <laughs> I mean, to live and die, you can put your whole life on his word. He watches of his word to cause it to come to pass. You're not going to offend the Lord by speaking out what you feel in your spirit. You might offend some religious people. In the early days, you know, we'd be sitting around the table and they'd be talking and I'd just let them talk. Today, these days, I don't allow that to happen. I'll be sitting around the table with people and they talk in nonsense. I'm not talking about river people. I'm talking about people come to see me from the outside and they're all experts on their own different field and they're all in a different niche, yeah, whatever. They come to see me and then they, I'm going to sit there and listen to that dribble. I, <laughs> I still remember the one thing. I took my hand and I slammed it on the, on the table at lunch. I said, absolutely not. And they were like, like shaken to the core. I said, that's a stinking lie from hell. I don't know where you sucked it out of, but that's not what is taking place here. And then, they, of course, now they don't even know what to say because they're all experts on their subject. Well, I'm sorry. You're not an expert when it comes to the word of the Lord. And you came here to see me for a reason. And I'm not going to go along and go, oh, yeah, you're so right. Yes, it is. It's, it's just so rough. 
Yeah, America's finished. America's done for. We, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never survive. I've got news for you. God's not finished with America. He's not finished with this land. And thank God for godly people in power. And we're going to see more of them come into power. But let me tell you, it does not rest upon that. It rests upon the body of Christ. It rests upon the church and God's people speaking his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's a miracle on the inside of you. There's a miracle on the inside of every single person here this morning. Somebody said, well, how does that miracle come out? Start to speak his word. Start to speak the word of the Lord concerning that thing that you desire. Just go to John's gospel, chapter 15. I quote this probably every week, if not every second Sunday. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. If you live in me and my word lives on the inside of you, you shall ask whatever you desire, whatever you will, and it shall be done. Oh yes, oh yes. Oh yes, somebody said, how do I know my desires are right? Because the word's on the inside of you. Amen. That's how you know your desires are right. Somebody said, but maybe my desire's wrong. If there's no word in you, your desire will be wrong. But when the word comes and takes root on the inside of you, then your desire shall be his desire. You won't have a desire outside of him. It shall be his purpose, his plan. Can you say amen? And you speak it. You speak it into existence. You decree it. You declare it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So there's miracles on the inside of every single person here under the sound of my voice. Just got to open your mouth and begin to speak it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 There's people believing God for a husband. Your husband's on the way. Three, 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 holy, whatever. People believe in God for a wife. Your wife is on the way. You'll see there's great faith in the room here this morning concerning those two. No, Pastor, I've given up. There's a miracle in your mouth. There's a miracle in your belly. The God of miracles speaks. Hallelujah. You take the promise. You stand on the promise. You speak the promise. And you move in the direction of the promise. And it will come to pass. Come here. Quickly.
Yeah, they wanted you to pull him apart. <laughs> one's moving left, one's moving right. That's fine, just, just detach him. Jesus! You speak that word. You speak that word. Somebody said, Pastor, everybody around me is negative. Then why hang around them people? Why would you fellowship with negative? Well, they're just always negative. Extract yourself. Remove yourself from that fellowship. Hello? I don't hang around negative people. Are you with me? That's why people ask you, come and hang out with these preachers. I said, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'd rather go talk to my cows. Are you with me? Go, go hang out. Go, a bunch of preachers will come get together. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. That's why people say, well, come and hang out with a bunch of preachers going to go play golf. Listen, that's the last thing I need. A bunch of preachers playing golf, it will ruin my golf game. Forget about it. You just let them go play golf. I'd just rather hang out with some heathen. At least I know what to expect. Are you with me? <laughs> hang out with a bunch of preachers. They always talk about, oh, do you remember how it was 30 years ago? Bro, 30 years ago? What, what year are you living in? Do you remember how it is this week? We talk about what God's doing now, not what he has done. Some people want to get, some people want to get together with you. They act like they're in a museum. Hello. Oh, do you remember how it was? I, look, I'm sorry that you stuck in a time period. But you know, things have moved on. Do you realize that? I get around people, talk about revival. They want to talk about 1993. May God help you. They're stuck in 93. I wouldn't swap 2023 for 93 for Come anything on. in the world. Come on. 93. It's no different to the people talking about you know, the summer of 67. Hello. They're always talking about the past. I don't live in the past. Amen. 
We look back at what God's done. We talk about the victories and we remember where he brought us from. But the best is yet to come. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to say it one more time. There's a miracle on the inside of every single one of you. There's a miracle in your belly and there's a miracle in your mouth. Hallelujah. Man, I feel it right now. I feel, I feel there's things breaking all across this field right now. I feel the thing that's been stopping the miracle from taking place is being broken off of people all across this field. There's some things that's about to take place that I will share with you in January at the camp meeting. I don't want to share about it today, but there's some things that are about to happen for the church that's going to astound many people, let me tell you right now. Literally going to astound many, many people. And there's nothing the devil can do to stop it. He can't. It's all in God's divine timetable. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Because it's part of what God's plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now better just leave it at that. Otherwise, I'll start missing in January. I'm already in January. I'm already in February. I'm already in March and April and May and June of next year. I've already been there. I already know what's coming. Are you with me? Somebody said, how can you do that? I do it by the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you is just trying to get over your chicken dinner, your turkey dinner from Thanksgiving. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. There's a miracle in your belly. There's a miracle in your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's what I had in my spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God, who feels something stirring deep down on the inside. And I don't care how far out it seems. I don't care how outlandish it sounds. Don't let go of the promise of God. Don't you let go of it. Don't you let go of it. Amen. I want everybody to bow your heads if you would across this field today. We have visitors with us. If you come here today and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you came here today. You've never given your life to Jesus, but today you would like to do that. I want to give you that opportunity. You that are watching by way of television, 
What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? You went from this place, or you switched off your TV, put your head on your pillow tonight, and in the middle of the night, you stop breathing. Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid, the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath their flood, lose all their guilty stain. Today, the power of sin will be broken. The power of guilt and shame will be removed from your life. You might have come here one way, but you'll leave another way. Today, the Lord calls you. Will you surrender? Will you say, yes, Lord, I surrender to you today? Maybe you're here today. You say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to come in. I've lost my first love. I've lost that peace, that joy that I once had. There was a time when I was radically on fire for God, but something happened. Maybe it's something hidden that no one could see. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things. You heard the testimony of the lady. The moment she forgave, her miracle came. It's those hidden things that clog the heart of man. Will you let them go today? Maybe it's something outward that everyone can see, which that creates a problem because then everyone knows. And then you feel, well, what's the use anyway? Everybody knows what I've done. But God is a God of a second chance. God is a God of a new beginning. And he says, come. Come unto me, all you that labor and have laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He says, come. Will you surrender to him? Maybe it's not hidden or outward. Maybe it's a storm that came against your life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world. But today you say, I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. I'm coming back to that place. When my joy is restored. He loves you so much. He stands with arms wide open. He says, come. Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord? Yes. He calls you. He calls you. And then lastly, maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I do love the Lord. But I'm not sure of my salvation. The devil's always lying to me, telling me that I'm not saved, but today I want to make sure. Today I want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these three categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Right where you are, quickly, put your hand up and say, pray for me. Put your hand up right now. Hands are going up across the field. There's others the Lord is speaking to. Quickly, just put your hand up and say, yes, that's me. I want every person with your hand in the air to stand right now, please stand. Just stand, stand right where you are. I'm gonna ask that you come, bring your personal belongings with you and come stand right here, we're gonna pray together, come. Come right now. Ushers, if you'd help them.
to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. You could take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You could take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You could take the whole world. No turning back. I want everybody standing here. If you look at me right now, we're going to pray one simple prayer. One simple prayer fits all. Whether this is the first time that you've come or you've come to recommit your life or you've come to make sure if you watching in your homes, if you pray together with us, God will do a miracle in your life today. Somebody said, well, how can you say that? Because I've had the privilege of doing this over 43 years now in 92 countries of the world. I'll do it tonight in Arizona. Every day of the week, as the Lord graces me, I'm able to give this call and people come and stand and surrender their life. And then I meet with them years later, they tell me all the miracles and what God has done. So this is a holy moment right now between you and the Lord. I want you to close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this after me, believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your words, if I confess, with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. 
Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And from this day, I'll never be the same again. I'm born again. And I'm saved, and I'm on my way to heaven because Jesus is in my heart. Now just lift both hands and thank him right now. Father, I thank you that you seal them now by your blood and by your spirit. That on that day, not one will be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation. I break every curse. I break it off of them. I send it back to its point of origin. In the name of Jesus, I break every addiction. I break every live hell. It's broken. It's broken right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your touch. I thank you for your touch. In Jesus' name. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.